This Greg Collins Substitute Teachers Lounge. Are you as tired as I am of grading tests manually, flipping through papers? Well, we can fix that today with two tools that you're probably already using for other things. Let's do it. All right, guys, this is going to be a good one, doing a video of this at the same time I'm recording. So I would encourage you to go to Substitute Teachers Lounge channel on YouTube and find that video. It's out there as well. And I shared screen, so it's a lot easier to understand. Now, if you're familiar with these things, you probably know the areas I'm talking about. And I hope since I was sharing the video that I still talked it up enough audio-wise that that you'll do fine with the audio version as well. If you're so sick, sick of flipping through those tests, it's crazy. There is two ways to automate the grading process with items you're already using. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I hope that you get a lot out of this one. I am going to go ahead and begin talking. Now, I'll go ahead and start that video. I, I want you to realize that I recorded it probably an hour ago, so some of this might be repeating what I just said, but I think you're really going like to like this one, and your days of grading tests manually for hours may be over, so here we go. All right, guys, Greg Collins, Substitute Teachers Lounge, wanted to do a video version of the podcast today because I'm going to be sharing some screens. So if you're listening to audio and you're familiar with the things that we're using, we've talked about them before, uh, that might be enough for you. But if you want to go to a video and see some of the things that I am specifically doing to help the grading process, in fact, almost make the manual part of grading go away. So here's what we wanna do, all right? So I, I know that when I've, I've long-term subbed in the past, or if any of you are involved with grading, because some of you are, as I said last week, your teachers that retired that are still substituting, or you're either student to teachers or substitute teachers who are now getting ready to teach, <clears throat> they're probably trusting you with some grading. So here's what I have found. And I'll be honest, when I have long-term subbed in the past, a lot, both in both cases, the assignments that the teacher had assigned before they gave me some freedom to create my own, they were paper documents, which I don't know if that's going to change when COVID, when we all get back anyway, but they were paper documents. So if it, even if it was a 20-point quiz, I had to go through, flip through those documents and grade them. And it would take literally at least an hour, depending on how it was. I got into a rhythm. I didn't do one test at a time, and you all probably figured this out. I did one or maybe two or three questions at a time when I could memorize that the first three are A, B, and C, then I flipped through and graded all those papers at the same time. So it really was very complicated, if not frustrating. And maybe the worst part is it really created a situation where you could easily make a mistake. 
I did not go through any test that I did not make a mistake. All right. So I want to show you today two ways using tools that 90% of you are already using. And I'll be honest, I thought maybe a lot of people were familiar with some of these features, but I know from some Facebook groups I'm, I am in, specifically for Google Classroom and specifically for Kahoot, that when this comes up and I mentioned this sol solution, a lot of people don't know about this. I've only learned it this year as a full-time sub because the other teachers have showed me. But this will be a great video for teachers. It will be a great video for substitute teachers that will eventually or are already in that position. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and share my screen and show you what I'm talking about. All right. Okay, that's my Zoom screen. Let me get back out and show you. First of all, we're going to go into Kahoot. I have opened two things in Kahoot. This is a test that I recorded uh, or that I created last year when I was long-term subbing. This was the history of Judaism. And the first test I gave them was on paper because that's what the teacher had left. So when the, when we, when the teacher and I matched wits through text messages about the next one, she basically instructed me what to cover, what to ask, but then left it up to me through what method I would use. And she loved the fact that I was trying to automate things. So let me show you what I did, all right? I won't go through how to create a Kahoot exam. That's kind of a subject for a different time, but here's what I did. I created all these questions and you will note that I think this is, has changed now, but I made each one of them 120 seconds. And I think I had about 25 students. So all of them had 120 seconds to answer the question. Now, all of a sudden, if I've got, I can't remember if I did 10 or 20 questions, I did 20 questions. So that could be, you know, if that's two minutes a question, that could be a 40 minute quiz. I think this class was actually 45 minutes. And what I did, I had projected up on the screen already when they walked in, what their Kahoot uh, number was, what their code number was, their PIN number. That's what I'm trying to think of. Their PIN number was for this test so that as soon as they sat down, they could enter it in. But don't worry about the time so much. Uh, nor, you know, what I had found is if all the, all the students in the class answer the question prior to that 120 seconds being over, then it goes ahead and ends the question. So you most likely will not have to wait 120 seconds every time you assign one of these quizzes. All right. So, and I think Kahoot's feature now allows you actually to go to up to uh, four minutes. So maybe some of the math questions you might design, uh, design sometime, you'll need that 40 minutes to do that. So that option is out there for you. Now, you can see, now I had two versions of this test. I see that I actually pulled up the more simpler one. The one that I gave to most students actually had four choices here. And you can give, uh, you have options on choices. Let me tell you what one of the best thing is for the student, depending on how you look at it, all right? They would answer these questions 
and play it just like a Kahoot game. They knew there was no competition involved, so they didn't get any more points for answering quickly. So I told them, I basically told them, take at least 30 seconds on every question to make sure you read it correctly, make sure you looked at all the answers correctly. I'm not purposely trying to trick you, but you do. we did talk about all of these answers, so make sure you're associating it with the correct one. But the great thing about it is they know what, whether they got the question correct or not as they go. They're going to know how they did on this quiz, all right? So that is a great thing to them. I asked them how they felt about that, and they said, yeah, we'd like to know. We sometimes get tired of teachers not being able to give us our test results for a while. So even though you haven't loaded it into Infinite Campus yet or whatever you do, they know when they leave that room what the answers to those questions were, so they therefore know how well they did on the test. Now, let me give you some advice. And I knew this could happen. So what I told them, part of their instructions when they came in was to also lay some paper next to them. And any time when they came across a computer glitch, they were using Chromebooks in this particular case. If they just had an internet issue or they started clocking, they were to tell me immediately so I could pause the question and then they could write their answer to the question on that paper. That would prevent them from cheating, although most of the students I had, I wouldn't suspect of that anyway. But I didn't want them to simply say, my computer didn't work on number four, and they write down an answer after they'd seen the answer on the screen, because they will see the answer on the screen after the question is over. So make sure you have them raise their hand, you pause the question and give them time to write down their answer. Now, one of the great things about Kahoot is their reporting system. When you go into the reports, you click it right here. When you go into the reports, this is the summary report that will come up. You can see we have other reports too. And if you had the feedback feature turned on for the students, you can also see any feedback they had for you. All right. So, Let's click the player versions of the reports. By the way, you're going to see that it's listing some that didn't finish, and that's kind of a misnomer because some of that includes those questions when a student might have gotten kicked out or maybe when they just got in under the wrong name. I'm, I, I make them, instead of creating a nickname like they sometimes do when we play for fun, I made them use their first name and last initial so I could find them, all right? So what I did then, you see their scores as you go down through here. So in this version then, you can also see the questions. You can see how many got the questions correct. If you think there's an issue with the way the question was worded, you can then make those changes. All right, now I'm going to go back out of there. I did try to change those names into something that's different, but those names won't identify them anyway. But you could see that there's percentages listed there. So that's the first method I began using to make it easier to grade quizzes using Kahoot. You just create your quizzes, give them about two minutes apiece, 
emphasize that it's not a competition. Give them a fail safe to use, like a piece of paper for questions they didn't get right. But then you'll have that Kahoot report right there waiting for you already graded. So you will only have to manually grade any a question for any type of issue that popped up. And if all but one kid got the question wrong, maybe you could even consider throwing that question out. It will give you all kinds of ideas like that, all right? So that's the Kahoot version, okay? Now let me go into, I am now moving over to, this is my Google Classroom that I have created. I want to show you how, this is Mr. Collins' first period. This particular one is sixth grade math. You can see that I'm not physically identifying any students. This was a practice quiz that I had created on. It's actually a test that we worked on together for thatquiz.org. And since we finished it all, a lot of them went ahead and clicked the turned in button. Uh, I gave them credit for it either way, but that's not really what I wanted to show you. Let me show you another great way that Google Classroom allows you to streamline your grading process. What I will do often is create a quiz assignment, all right? Let's just give it a, let's go with Collins test. I'll give it a description of that type and then it has a blank quiz. Some of you might already have quizzes created on Google Forms. In that case, you would just X out of this and then create your own quiz. Now, one thing that is extremely important to note, you need to make sure that this grade importing feature right here is turned on. It's down at the bottom left. You just uh, it defaults to on, so it should be importing, so that should be fine. And then here's how you create. I'm just going to do a two-question quiz, all right? I'm not even going to bother to change the title, but you could go up here and change that. You could go up here and I shouldn't say that because I've got audio listeners. There's a blank quiz title. There is also a blank quiz description. You could change both of those and you've got an untitled question. So I'm gonna change that one and call it question one, all right? Question one, and then go down and click option. And uh, I tell you what, let me, instead of just doing question one, let's say area of three by five rectangle, all right? So if I can spell correctly, we're going to look at it that way, a rectangle. And then I am going to add, uh, we'll do that calculation. So I'm going to add their possible answers. I'm going to make this multiple choice like it's listed here. Option one, we're going to say maybe the correct answer, which would be 15. And since I didn't give them units, I'll put down here square units. And I am creating this as I go. I'll do one more and then we'll leave it at that to show you the more important part of what I really wanted to show you, okay? So I'm gonna add another option by clicking add option. Option two, we'll add them instead of multiplying. So we'll say eight units. So let's say they have those two choices to choose from. 
the next thing you want to you might want to go ahead into the lower right and go ahead and click required it is required and i apologize to my audio podcast listeners i hope i'm giving enough detail that you can at least understand if you want to go in there and look at that or you could go to the substitute teachers lounge youtube channel and it will be you'll have the video version of it there so you're clicking required you're going to click answer key and there's the answers i'm going to assign five points to this low top right hand corner click the up arrow until it goes from zero to five you also need to click the correct answer so you click the correct answer you can see a check mark up there so it it that's everything that we need for that we're done so let's click that and we're done let's answer let's add one more question uh you do that by going up to tell you what i would just there's some features uh, here it is. Some of you will have these features on the right-hand side of your screen, some at the bottom. I'm using a laptop right now. If you're using a desktop PC, you probably have these choices at the right side. If you click the plus, that will add a question. I'm just going to call this test question, and I'm going to make our two answers. We're going to call it yes, and we're going to call it no just to simplify things so we've got our two answers let's go into the answer key again i'll give that another five points right there on the up arrow and we're going to click done so i have now created two questions for a google quiz i need to make sure that I, in the lower right hand corner that i click required all right so now that is required and we are done. So I am going to save that. All right. I'm going to save that. We are ready. I'll click the three. Uh, it's already changed in my drive. So I'll just say we're saved. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back into that classwork screen that I was showing you. You see that we now have that, that blank quiz here. Let's click to open it again. All right. And you'll see that, in fact, that quiz is now there and ready to take, all right? And it is open. Uh, it is available to, it's not yet available to the students because it's still in draft mode. In fact, let me go ahead and show you that. You can immediately, upper right-hand corner, there's the assign button. You can assign it immediately. I won't do that because this is actually my live class. So I'll click and put it in save draft. And now if we go back into their actual, we go back into first period and go into classwork, you can see that right up here, Collins test, it is right there. Now let me open it. If I click open that right now and then open the black quiz, it's basically gonna treat me as a student. All right, now I purposely did something wrong to see if if you guys could know what it was, this one I know is correct. That's 15 square units. This one I'm gonna click no. All right, I'm gonna click submit in the lower right-hand corner. View your score is one of the options that this student will now see. So I'm gonna click view your score. Now, look, I thought I got the second one right too, but this is a mistake I made. 
on this one, on the second question, I had forgot to click which answer was correct. I didn't choose yes or no when I created it as a teacher. But we'll leave that as it is for now. I want to now go back into classwork and show you one of the quizzes that we did previously, all right? Let's page down and I'll show you how great this is. This is a flash quiz for geometry vocabulary, all right? If you click it after you assigned it, you see three numbers, five assigned, that means they have not yet taken it, 11 have graded it. This might say turned in if you haven't yet uh, recorded their grade. So here's the beauty of this, all right? Here's what I want you to see. I clicked on, if you're listening to me audio only, I clicked on that particular quiz and this is the beauty of it, all right? I clicked on the number, uh, I clicked on the quiz and it popped up numbers that had taken it. Here's the beauty. If you remember when you created the quiz in the lower left-hand corner, you turn the grade import feature on. Now look what we have here, all right? We have a, um, we have the ability to go in there quickly. I'm gonna click grade it. I'm gonna click the import grades feature and that would populate those grades. Now, when you go up and click, when you go back out to the top of your, your Google Classroom page, you have stream, classwork, people, and grades, okay? Let's click on grades, all right? I'm gonna click back out of that just for a moment, all right? Click on grades. Now, what that will do for you when you click on grades, all right? It will give you various different things that you need to, uh, you have options to do, but one, over at the far right is SIX export, click that, all right? And it will give you options of things you can SIS export lower right hand corner i'm going to click that it's going to start it says exporting right there in the upper right hand corner but here's the beautiful thing all right when you export when it is finished you now go into infinite campus you go into your login however you choose to log that in uh, and you log in that way and you will see then that it has now populated your Google Classroom and you now see that you can go in there correctly and you can go in there and see the grades that you have listed. I'm gonna close that. We're back to our blank quiz. I don't wanna to go too much longer because I, I don't want the video to be too awfully long, but that is a beautiful way. All you did was create the quiz assignment, then you went in there, made sure your, ex, your grade exporting feature was turned on, made sure you had all your answers chosen. Then you go, into, you go back into your Google Classroom. And when you open that test, that particular quiz, you can see those students that have turned it in. You then go into the grade import feature. You open that number, go into the grade import feature. You click that. It updates their calculations. 
then you go to your Google Classroom at the top, click SI, you choose grades and then click SIS export. Those grades are now in your infinite campus and you're done with grading. You didn't have to calculate one thing. So that's how you do it, do it guys. I don't do that many of these types of videos, so I apologize if you listen to the audio version and it didn't make as much sense, but I'm hoping you'll have time to go in that video and look at it that way, all right? So that's what we did today. We hopefully have saved you a lot of time on sharing your grades and be able to calculate those automatically. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Music provided by Ben Sound.